Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of All Things Urticaria. My name is Marcus, Marcus Maurer, and I'm joining you from Berlin, the UCARE, the Urticaria Center of Reference and Excellence. And I'm very, very happy to have with me today Desiree. Desiree Lalena Linneman. Muy buenos dias, Desi. How are you? Thank you, Marcus. Fine here, speaking from Mexico City, also wow. from one of the UKs we have over here. Wonderful. I know. I remember you were one of the first UKs to join the network. You've been a motor of this network ever since, participating in so many projects and uh, the guidelines and whatnot. So I'm really happy <laughs> to have you on board. But today, I'm happy to have you on board as a member of the steering committee of UCARE Level Up and also um, all the associated activities that uh, come with these formats. Um, just a, a, a quick starter question, Daisy. Why do you think that UCARE Level Up is so important today? Well, because I... I still well. I just said we 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 did the the Mexican urticaria guidelines uh, following the steps of your uh, your urticaria guidelines. We published them in 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 2014, and it has been amazing the quantity of downloads we got. We gotten now more than 300,000, and wow. still I just two weeks back looked, and they still continue downloading this old seven year old guideline. Uh, still amazingly uh, frequently. So um, I, I, in conversation with a colleague of mine who's really a very keen allergist, uh, very good in, in knowing all the stuff, I said, well, I'm so amazed about why so many people keep on downloading this urticaria guideline. I said, yes, Desiree, but urticaria is really like a tricky thing. It is difficult to treat. It's difficult. They said, no, no, this is not true. You really just have to follow your, your, your rules. I said, yes, but I think that's why there's still so much interest of the public in general. Because there comes the urticaria patient in, you start with your antihistamine, and it doesn't do well, and then you just get stuck and you don't know where to go further. Mm -hmm. So I think there's still a, a big need out there in um, discussing also our difficult patients, in getting acquainted better with the latest evidence on the new uh, pharmacotherapy. Now we know that omalizumab came in there, wonderful, but now we know that we can up those, we can down those, we can, well, there's much more and there's other biologists coming in that many people are not aware of. So yes, I think there's still a, a huge need, not only uh, among ourselves to, to, you know, to keep on telling one another, it's great and I'm doing this stuff that you care centers among our, ourselves. I think it is really time we go out. And I, I think this new initiative is amazing. I was just going to say, you know, it is important to keep us updated within the network, yeah. but it is probably probably more important to put all this knowledge that we have uh, out there for general practitioners, family doctors, pediatricians um, to, to come on board. And that's exactly what we want to do. Um, Desi, you're in Mexico, which is um, uh, probably quite a bit different than Europe when it comes to the educational needs of physicians who treat urticaria. Do you think that this is so? And if so, 
what are the differences or what are the biggest unmet educational needs in the Uticaria Treater community in the Americas? I, I, I still think it is. I don't see it such a big difference with you guys over there in Europe. Um, I still, it is number one to just diagnose this really as urticaria. Um, uh, some urticarias are still mixed up even with atopic dermatitis. Then there's some atopic dermatitis patients who have both and they're only treated for atopic dermatitis and not for the urticaria and they keep on with a lot of itch uh, due to uh, an, an, uh, not, not having added antihistamines to their, their therapy. So first is the diagnosis, also the differential diagnosis of these rare diseases, but it is important we know them. Um, and then, yeah, sure, well, we, 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 we still hear, and that is maybe just a difference, and I know I argued this also in the new guideline, there's still a lot of colleagues here treating with first-generation antihistamines. It's just, it is just still much as we've been working on this, teaching on this, having our guideline that the number one antihistamine is the first generation antihistamine when there's an urticaria. People go to the hospital, they they look themselves, oh, I'm all all in wheels, this is so horrible, and then they get the steroids in, but not the correct uh, antihistamines that they they should be given. Yeah. Well, I think that is in part similar everywhere across the world, but the, 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 the difficulty in diagnosing, um, how can we help physicians who are not urticaria experts, but who see many diseases, um, some of which can be confused with urticaria, how can we help them to be more confident in diagnosing urticaria? Yeah, I think it is still keeping telling them um, what exactly are the, 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 the main characteristics of the disease. I think mm. still this evanescent you know, characteristic of the wheels is yeah. so very important that if the wheels stay longer there or they heal but they leave a bruise, uh, uh, be alert, this is not just urticaria and vice versa. If you have a wheel here and then there and then there, this is urticaria yeah. and it should not receive topical corticosteroids no? because yeah. it's also another therapy which we still see a lot. People are just drowned in the zone. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I agree. This, this is also a big problem uh, in Europe still where steroids are used, uh, overused, uh, abused really, and we need to educate that that is not a treatment for chronic urticaria. But Dizzy, I'm, I'm, I'm also interested in um, how physicians learn and how this may be different in the Americas versus the uh, other parts of the world. You, you were also in the CURICT trial that Ivan pushed so well across uh, so many countries and we learned that um, patients but also physicians use uh, internet communication technology very differently in different countries. Do you think that there is a different way of learning getting informed in the physician community in Mexico and uh, in America in general? Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I can maybe say that, but this has been generally worldwide. Now it is now with the, with the, um, with the, the pandemics, um, there's sure a lot of webinars going on. And then there's so many webinars going on that we really like get fed up with the webinars. Now it's today one and tomorrow another one. And so I really, we are now trying to be also a little bit more, uh, uh, how do you say, um, renovating um, yeah. with, with new ideas, new forms of learning. 
um, we're now uh, just uh, about to finish, uh, I thought you briefly about this, uh, an urticaria course, and Great. we decided to do this on demand. So um, physicians can just, and, and it's difficult, uh, in a different, uh, different uh, parts, seven modules about mm-hmm. uh, when do you um, uh, think it might be urticaria, how do you diagnose, how do you treat when it's, it's uh, uh, mild urticaria, how do you treat mm-hmm. when it's severe, what's acute urticaria, and the different cases. And then each module has like a lecture in it, but it has also a little bit interactive that there are some cases and then the people can reply yes or no or I should give him this therapy and then it pops up why this is good or why this is not good. So um, we, we, we hope that this might also bring this teaching a little bit closer to the physician because sometimes they have time at eight o'clock but sometimes they don't and sometimes all of a sudden uh, halfway the day they have like this hour say oh gosh let me do a little bit more of my course. So yeah. I think that might be a good idea. I, I know it's a good idea, um, and after all, I mean, this is why the UCARE Level Up program has 10 different formats. You know, of course, we have uh-huh. the webinars, uh, yeah. which are also uh, then on demand after they have been aired live. But we also have grand rounds and fireside chats and this podcast and a newsletter and a website um, and a journal club. Oh, a, a lot of different ways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite one? What's have you picked your favorite one? I mean, they've almost oh, all of them started. Uh, yeah, well, for me, we're just getting around it. And as I'm also involved in the planning part, so so uh, I like very much a newsletter. I think it's wonderful. I think it's very interesting. It's just like a periodical to read through it. It's yeah. really nice. Uh, different issues in it, different colleagues who have uh, aborted different stuff. I think it's very interesting. Uh, I also very much like the webinar, but then I, I sometimes get frustrated. It's like, oh, gosh, it was yesterday. I just missed it. And then you say, okay, it's taped, but it's not the same now as doing a webinar when it's taped. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I very much like also now the idea, but we have not had it yet, the posters. Yes. Now, you know the posters, and I'd like to promote this as well. Um, we do now posters not on a finished project, but the idea is to uh, present in your poster a project on urticaria you would like to run or you're running and then get the input of you high top level guys uh, urticariologists of how this might be improved maybe and i think this is an enormous opportunity especially for the young community um, of physicians among us to to really uh, from the start even with your first urticaria project have a good project and and help us to move the field forward Love that. Um, and we we know that many next generation urticariologists are preparing their presentation for the first poster session. And I do hope that this will lead to even more enthusiasm at the different UCARES. So thank you so much, Daisy, for all your all your energy that uh, mm-hmm. and time that goes into organizing all of this. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, for you, um, the patient information program. Do you think that um, we need more patient education uh, as compared to what we're already doing? Where do we stand today with really educating patients so that shared decision-making is possible and fruitful in clinical practice? Yeah, I I think there I can uh, point out there is a major difference between you guys over there in Europe and here in Mexico. 
still um, we don't have a good patient group of uh, patients with urticaria. Mm. Um, patients are not so much uh, yet uh, to really um, get involved in their disease and to, to search for, for the best options. I think there still is this that, wow, we are like the big physicians now and they down there just do what we say. Mm. Um, I think uh, empowerment of the patients is still um, is still something we have to work on much more here in Mexico. And thus, um, I think the dissemination of the good material that is there on the website and everything, uh, that is still quite missing here in, in, yes. in Mexico. Very good. And to all Uticaria patients listening in, uh, do see this as encouragement. We're on your side and we'll be very happy to help you get organized, get informed. So do reach out to us and do help us to put good information out there for patients, whatever platform is it, it is. Dizzy, our time is almost up. Unbelievable. But I'm not going to let you go um without one question and i have asked this question before on this podcast i want to know your answer if uh, someone came to you and said um you have a uh, million dollars no let's make it five million dollars oh, <laughs> uh, but you must spend them on urticaria no what would it be i know it's a difficult decision but i would love to hear your answer i think probably it would be well for us here in mexico to make people more aware, to okay. put big pamphlets up there that do you have urticaria, there really is good therapy. Yeah. I would put a third of the money over there and then I would put two thirds of the money in buying more uh, biologicals, no, specifically, and sorry for, for omelizumab, uh, for those patients who really need it, but yeah. don't uh, have access to yeah. that therapy, that uh, I think. Yeah, Daisy, that point is really well taken. I think global disparity is a huge issue. Of course, urticaria is the same everywhere you go, um, but the, the access to treatment is not. And that can make it hard, In does make it hard in some countries for patients and physicians to treat this disease. So as a global network, that's definitely something that we need to work on. Uh, not only increase knowledge and awareness of the disease, but uh, no patient left behind. Let's bring good treatment mm -hmm. options to everyone, no matter where they live. Definitely, definitely. And and then I'd like to, to make a very last comment. Um, I very well remember when Joan Thurston came up to me uh, at one of the meetings and told me, well, we want you to apply to be a, a U-care center. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, gosh, but I, I only have my consulting room here in Mexico and I'm not one of those big shots and I don't have an enormous clinic. And I said, no, 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 but you're quite active in the field. And, and um, it has been an amazing journey since. So this is maybe also to those colleagues out there who do like to get a little bit more uh, involved in the urticaria, learn more about urticaria, don't be afraid. And, and you don't have to be super top level to be part of the group and grow together with us. Thank you so much. That is the UCARE spirit. You heard it here and you heard it from Daisy. So please, uh, <laughs> we, are, we are an inclusive network and uh, the more of us, the better. Let's bring good patient care by more UCARES 
to all those patients out there. Daisy, it was a true pleasure having you here. I, I, I wish we could keep talking and I'm sure we will uh, at another occasion. I, I will see you in Hiroshima, uh, live or remotely, if that is for sure, as this is coming up Definitely. very soon. Yes, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. But for now, muchas gracias, Daisy. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks a lot and bye to everyone. Very good. Folks, this was it. Another episode of All Things Urticary. I had with me Desiree Larenas Linemann from the UCARE in Mexico. And uh, if you have interesting questions, ideas for new episodes and questions to be discussed here on this podcast, please do send them to us at All Things Urticaria, your UCARE podcast. For now, stay safe. And talk to you soon. Bye bye. MedThority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from MedThority, have a lovely week.